This week we are joined by recipient of several Best Bitch Awards on the hit show EastEnders, Charlie Brooks. I'm just so good at being fucking bad. Were you hit with handbags because you pushed Barry? You've co-founded an online drama school. Drama schools can be really elitist, really hard to get into. You won I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yes. Is it genuine? Right then, folks, what'll it be? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Actors Walk Into a Bar podcast, season four. Who'd of thunk it? Who'd of thunk it? Thunk it. Fucked up the intro already. Cracking <laughs> start. And it's with me, David McCulloch, and her, Scarlett Bryant. That sounded really rude. I'm so sorry, Scarlett. Yeah, Jesus. Start off um, as you mean to go on. <laughs> I know, but I'm nervous because this week we are joined by a wonderful actor of stage and screen, Queen of the Jungle, online drama school co-founder and recipient of several coveted Best Bitch Awards. <laughs> it's Charlie Brooks. The only award I get is Best Bitch. I don't want an award for anything else. <laughs> I was looking at your, because um, you've you've got quite a few awards, um, and best bitch, favourite bitch. Best villain. Villain, yeah, that, that comes up a lot. I know, I'm just so good at being fucking bad. <laughs> I love it. This is a sober episode of the podcast today, because we are recording at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, and even, even we're not that crazy. Coffee, though. Stocked up with caffeine. I, I too, I'm on the tea this morning. <laughs> What about you, Dave? Because I'm an adult, I'm drinking orange squash. <laughs> but I don't drink tea or coffee, so I feel a bit like the child at the table today. Yeah, baby, why don't you drink tea or coffee? This is like insane to me. I just don't like the taste of either of them. I just, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to tea with a little bit of honey. Oh, I don't like honey either. Weirdo. I know, I am a weirdo. I'm British and I don't like tea. It's just the taste. And also, why do you want a hot drink to like, after you've, you know, had like a busy day and you need something to cool yourself off why would you want a hot drink to burn your throat burn it does not burn anyway we're not here to talk about caffeinated drinks otherwise <laughs> I, i'd probably just go in that case Should um, we, two actors walk into a coffee bar with charlie brooks <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i should mention obviously in the intro i referred to the fact you've won several best bitch awards it's obviously not for yourself it is mm. for the character you play on the hit show eastenders where you play I probably have to say iconic character of Janine. Very. Yes. We do have a few international listeners who may not know what EastEnders is. I know. Shocking. In a quick roundabout way, Charlie, how would you describe EastEnders to someone who has never heard of it before? It's a soap opera and it's a community based around a square and a pub. And it's all about community and the dramas that happen and... You know, there's it's somewhere you probably never want to live because, I don't know, there's been like 17 bus crashes. <laughs> People jump off the buildings all the time. Um, there's affairs that happen all over the place. And Janine is currently living there and she's a bad bitch, so watch out. And also the mortality rate of Albert Square, where the show is set, is quite high. A lot of people get killed. And a lot of those deaths are Janine's doing, I've, I've noticed. Well, let's just because I will defend my character till the day I die. One husband had a heart attack at the altar. One she killed in self-defense. Barry slipped. <laughs> he just didn't call the ambulance in time. It was just a delayed reaction and uh, instinct of repulsion. Uh, she did run somebody over, but that was by mistake. Sam's daughter. No, not Sam. Her character name is Ronnie. And who else was that? Laura fell, tripped over a toy and fell down the stairs. And I get blamed for all of this. <laughs> I am super curious. So I'm going to get it in now as we're on topic. But like, I was sort of thinking about how fame works for people and, and how really function in a life where all eyes are on you and whether that be as your character, which you want it to be, obviously, or your personal life. Um, and at the time, like people talk a lot, I don't want to get all sort of serious and sad, but people talk a lot now about their online presence and being trolled and things like that. But for you, were you hit with handbags because you pushed Barry? <laughs> I said it. Because um, I can imagine you must have had stuff shouted at you in the street, didn't oh, you? Yeah, we got, I got so much, so much. And I was young, you know, and I think mm. I was a prostitute, a cocaine-sniffing 
alcoholic prostitute at the time. So uh, I'd get, yeah, love, I'll give you 20 quid or have you got... Oh, no. Jesus Christ. I know. (laughs) I thought the worst would be, you pushed him. Do you know what I mean? Not that, offering you... It's 20 years ago. I still get that. Wow. They still say, you push Barry. (laughs) Oh, you must be so done with that. I bet you're like, just go away. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm, you know, it's part of my life. You can't turn around and tell them to fuck off. (laughs) As much as you might like to. It's just a look. Like, I'll kill you too if you don't shut up. When I mentioned to my mum that we were doing this podcast and I was like, it's with Charlie Brooks who plays Janine. And mum went... She pushed Bowie off a cliff, and I was like, yeah. "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> I, know. I know. Yes, it's... it's funny. So I spoke to my mum, and obviously um, Liam's mum as well, my other half, um, and they were both in awe. They couldn't believe it. They were like, "Are you sure you're not being pranked? Like, is it actually <laughs> her?" <laughs> um, and like, I mean, they're they're they've watched soap all their life especially like EastEnders I think they've sort of floated in and out of the Australian ones a bit more but um so they were starstruck (laughs) absolutely like they were like how will you speak don't dry up make sure you've got lots of water (laughs) (laughs) it's a real person like (laughs) she's just like anyone else really she's like she's not actually Janine but it must be hard to because you play plenty of other roles in stage you've done voice work haven't you there's like you've got a whole yeah. repertoire of stuff and everyone goes Janine yeah well I, you know she's the one I think because I was so young when I played her and it's been across so mm. years, obviously you know she's um she's the one that I'm known for but I am a real person Scarlett's mum <laughs> and I'm all right they don't need to be nervous I'm not gonna bite <laughs> <laughs> they were like say hello from us it was really like it was it's so sweet I mean Aww. because they're, they're such big fans and admittedly like Dave said to me when we when you first spoke to us mm. he said do you watch EastEnders regularly and I said I do whereas you're not particularly you're more like a he doesn't have is it cable tv is that what it's called I, now? I, I, never plug, I never plugged in my tv because the aerial didn't work but, but thanks for throwing me under the bus, Scarlett, and admitting to an EastEnders star that I don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, but you don't watch any TV. You just stream, don't you? That's You don't actually watch, like you don't have Sky or Virgin. And I think no, unless you yeah. have those things, it's maybe not something you'd search for necessarily, unless you're already a fan. But that's how people are going, isn't it? Most mm. people just stream apart from our mums and dads. And yeah. Moms, you know. Mm. Case in point, our mums and dads who are watching, because they tune in and see what's on every night whereas I think because of our generation we're more like what's on Netflix and Disney and Amazon mm. we can just watch it whenever mm. and stuff like that but I did it's the thing is like obviously when we were younger EastEnders was always EastEnders was the soap my parents yeah. didn't watch any of the others uh, unless we have a soap star from Corey or Emmerdale in which case my parents always watch Corey and Emmerdale <laughs> but I remember like following the stories as I was growing up and stuff and the iconic ones such as the I was about to say spoiler alert but I don't know these happen so I don't know if someone who's <laughs> never seen it before is going to go I'll go back to episode one like 50 odd years ago and go from there um, but obviously the iconic storylines like who shot Phil, Barry falling off a cliff, Dirty Den coming back, Archie being killed. If you've never seen EastEnders, none of this makes any sense. No. And a lot of it is to do with murders. I, I just thought then, when you got chucked out of the pub yeah, around the uh, Archie murder, like, mm. and then the amount of slaps you've had and given, yes, have any sort of like fucked up a bit and you've ended up with a black eye? <laughs> uh, do you know what? They're so safety cautious, especially these days. I've had some belts mm. recently with a couple of people. And I'm always like, let me just do it. We just want to get in. Yeah. Mm. You know, the last two years it's been COVID and so you can't even get close. Yeah, of course. It all has to be done with trickery. But, um, uh, you know, on set, I'm a troop. I'll be like, fall down, scrape all my knees, injure my back. Oh. <laughs> No, it's fine. It's like, like you just want it because I yeah. feel it. I want to feel it. Mm, feel yeah. like I don't. I feel like I'm acting. Um, but I mm. did actually. Funnily enough, the Barry stuff when we were in Scotland because my back recently um was put out a few days ago. But mm. um, and it doesn't happen very often. But it happened when we were in Scotland, and I think it was from Barry's gone down the cliff. So then we're shooting down the bottom. Then we have to keep hoisting our way up because Janine sort of runs halfway down to look. For- and then come, I'm like, back just went. And so 
you know, I had to spend two days laid up on like a cardboard. Somebody reminded me on Facebook yesterday. They're like, oh, <laughs> the uh, one of the directors like do you remember we had to lay you up on the car when your back went and uh, and that was quite interesting and it, it held filming up and cost everyone a lot of money oh, but again like you say it's safety first I suppose and mm. it wouldn't have been worth you'd have had to go off I suppose because you'd have been yeah if it had just been ignored and you'd carried on yeah no they're they're very good they're very good I'm just imagining now if you ever had to do a slap during COVID times do you get someone you live with to slap you or do they just have like a hand on a stick and just go right oh well um they get please your- tell me I'm right with the hand on the stick well not quite the hand on the stick but I don't know if you knew this or not so if a character had some kissing scenes in EastEnders they get their po- their partners from home to come in wig them wow they kiss their partner i'm gonna be looking oh out God. for that now i'm gonna go back to the beginning of covid well, like- now, now you see we bubble up now we go into bubbles and you know there's lots of kissing new stuff coming up so we go into bubbles and uh and then we can touch but otherwise we have to stay a little bit apart and for a while there we were all acting to- i missed the bulk of this to be honest because uh, i came in a bit later they did a lot of acting to tennis balls oh so- really yeah, because we couldn't sit next to each other, so they'd pop like three tennis balls. Oh, of the, course. <laughs> uh, yeah, and wow. the heads, and so they'd do your shot. So you'd have. To, I mean, it. Re- we really had to dig deep with this one, <laughs> and then uh, and then they put someone else in. Yeah, it's kind of like what they do in like a lot of Hollywood movies, but that's usually for CGI creatures. If you're like talking to a robot or a dragon or something, they'll have like a stick and a tennis mm-hmm. ball. Not for Danny Dyer. No. As far as I know, he's not CG. No. <laughs> Draw a little smiley face on it. <laughs> <laughs> there were lots of smiley faces drawn, yeah. It was fun. Mm. <laughs> right then, mate. After the same again. The music is pulsating. The atmosphere is intoxicating. We welcome you to a vision of the 80s urban nightlife, to stagnites and Hindus, to drunken crying girls and gallons of booze. We four bouncers will illustrate the sort of thing that happens late in every city and every town, when the pubs are shut and the beer's been down. Black Box Theatre Company are back with the hilarious and iconic comedy Bouncers, which is touring across the south of England this summer. For a full list of tour dates and to book your tickets, head to www.blackboxtheatrecompany.com. This was something that Scarlett and I discussed way back in season one. Mm. We talked about the awkward questions that actors get asked. And one of those questions was always something like, oh, you're so good. Have you ever have you ever thought about being in EastEnders? Why don't you write to EastEnders? But as someone who is actually on EastEnders, how mm. did you how did that whole thing start? How did you get onto EastEnders? Did you write to them? Can you dispel this myth to all the <laughs> muggles out there who think you can just write to a soap and get on it? No. Well I was from a small town in North Wales and so um when my I pestered my parents after two years to let me go to drama school, drama school. We had the yellow pages then, so I'd rung them up and sent off for the prospectuses and left letters on my mum and dad's pillows. And, I want to go to drama school, not Harlech. I want to, which was the comp. Um, they realised it wasn't a phase, and I was involved in the in the local drama group, and so um, they sent me to London. But the aunties and uncles were like, "But what is she gonna?" do? do like how do you get in the telly like <laughs> in the telly <laughs> crawl in the back <laughs> in the telly like why did what did she what, what are you gonna do like it was the most <laughs> off the wall obscene crazy it's like I was being sent to the moon so mm-hmm. when I got EastEnders which was an audition process because with the drama school that I went through too my little brother came along for the ride by the way and got offered a full scholarship and they were like yeah she can come but we really want him and then he didn't stop working just funny the thought of him like you're like no this was my dream stop staging me I wanted to kill him yeah I bet (laughs) sibling rivalry at his best I'm sure but then um I got the audition for EastEnders because the agent I don't know if I said this yet already comes with the drama school and I was doing, I was at Arts Ed doing my A-levels, so I'd done a year and I'd done a few little bits, I'd done The Bill and London's Burning. And then, mm. uh, and then the audition came up 
and it went really well. Bought, bought myself some new underwear and a new outfit to go, so I was feeling <laughs> wonderful. And I didn't know it was for Janine. And uh, I worked my little ass off on that script and went in and I did quite a good audition. But then what happened was, um, and, I, and then I'd had, I had a recall, so I had to go in twice. <laughs> and then I went out the night of the second one because I thought, oh, I smashed that. I, I literally did, like, <laughs> I wiped stuff off of Matthew Robinson's desk while I had my passion for, act, like, the scene. And, uh, and But you just don't know, do you? You have to wait so long. So we went out and, part as you do, we partied that night, <laughs> went to somewhere in Leicester Square, one of those awful clubs, and I had my hair in all these little Bjorks, tiny <laughs> knots. The casting director of Julia was in there with Michael French. So I was like... Oh, wow. <laughs> I went straight over and I must have been quite Janine-esque. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, we met today. It's amazing to see you. Da, 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 you know, and, uh, and was a little full on probably. And then went off on my way and then had to sit. And it was excruciating for two weeks before we got the call saying I got the job. Wow. Yes. Wow. That was probably one of the longest two weeks of your life. I know. Well, this is the thing about being an actor, isn't it? You have to just do it, cancel and continue. Mm-hmm. Can't... Um, yeah, you can't just hold on to it. No, so applying for jobs that sort of would clash, but you can't assume you'll get one. So yeah, you apply for them all, yeah. <laughs> and just keep your fingers crossed that you will hear back from somebody. Yeah, exactly. um, so I didn't write a letter, no. But <laughs> yeah, that dispels the myth. That's a yeah. that's a nice like right time, right place though. Definitely, yeah, it's one of life's beautiful synchronicities. And mm. actually, I think why not write a letter to East End and say I want to be in your soap? Why not get the number? You know, for for actors, kind of, I'm all for a little bit of proactive self-selling you know why mm. not I mean I know it's more difficult these days and and it sounds like a crazy thing to do I did an audition once and I really wanted the job and I was so nervous I'm not great in auditions I kind of feel really uncomfortable and I hate small talk and it's like oh mm. just let me read the script and yeah. try and do it better than anyone else but don't talk to me about it let me just do it <laughs> and uh and and then afterwards I thought oh I didn't say that and I didn't say that and I didn't sound very clever and so I wrote a note and just went back and shoved it under the door. Oh. It was like, I just want to put all my thoughts across of what I thought about the character. And I still didn't get the job. But oh. I, I kind of, um, I don't know. I like a bit of proactiveness, I think. And I, I would definitely now, you know, in my write letters now going, I really love that. I want to think about putting me in it. That's really like, I, I think that's pretty courageous. I mean, were you? am I right in thinking you were 17 at the time? Yeah, when I got EastEnders, yes. Yeah, so... The uh, the thought of me, the thought of me now at nearly 24, mm. I can't imagine. I'd probably have seen them, oh, my God, look at so-and-so from today. I can't imagine myself actually, well, maybe I would because I'd think this is your only chance, just fucking do it. Grab your lady balls in the palm of your hand yeah. <laughs> and go and speak to them because, do you know what I mean, that, that opportunity is only going to arise on the yeah. occasion. I think a couple of vodkas probably helped at that point. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is if you want to get into EastEnders, go to an audition, do a cracking job, and then get drunk and hope you bump into the casting director. That's exactly it. And the rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> so you started on screen in 1999. Yes, I was one. <laughs> Scarlet. Thanks for that, babes. <laughs> Scarlett, come on. <laughs> well, I actually thought about the fact last night that it'll be nearly, sorry, this is a bit of a segue into something else, but it'll be 10 years this year that you won I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yeah, it was 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. So what were you, Dave, you were leaving uni yes. and I was a mere child of 14 at secondary school. Again, Scarlett, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I can't can't help myself. Did you watch Hamish have to get me out here? That was a big decision as well to do. Oh, yes. I guess everyone's asked, is it genuine? Everything that we see on screen and like all the stuff we don't see, are you genuinely in that jungle? There's no like cameras are off. Right, get the caviar out. No. Oh my God. I caviar. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of something posh. Well, pizzas I wanted. Pizza. I was obsessed with Mexican food in there. I just got fixated on like... No, you're starving. It was awful. It was really, it was, there was no, the only thing that you don't see that happens was on the last day when it was just me and Ashley. And it's very boring, but you've probably heard lots of people saying that. It's a lot of sitting around in that very kind of small, you can't go beyond certain points and all of that. But Mm. on the last day when they've got nothing else to shoot beyond the final, 
they wheel in a TV and some popcorn and ice cream and dressing gowns and ask us what movie we want to watch. And and we sat in the jungle in our dressing gowns eating popcorn watching a movie, which was really amazing. But that is the that is like it. Everything else was completely real. I've I suppose I do have to ask when something like I'm a celebrity comes up. Yeah. Why? Why would uh, why, why would you I can't imagine anything worse than staying in a jungle just eating rice and beans and doing awful challenges and yeah. stuff like that. And I guess as well, like if you get voted to do the challenges, it's kind of is it because they like me or is it because oh. they hate me and really want to see me suffer? <laughs> I was really surprised. I mean, the overthinking of all that stuff, it happened, but I was surprised it didn't happen as much as I thought it would. I mm. thought I'd be like, oh, you know, but actually there was a real, I don't know, I kind of, I really sat and trusted myself, I think, a little bit on that journey. But the first night I was in there, it was like, hell, I thought I'd make the biggest mistake of my life. Why? Well, obviously money is a really big pull. I'm not going to mm. lie. Um, <clears throat> and then um, I'm really adventurous. I love camping. For, I love the outdoors. And I actually, I rang Pam St. Clement because they'd asked me four times and I'd said no. And I was away camping at the Ardèche in France. And they came in again and I was like, shit. And I'd had, I took a sabbatical from EastEnders. So I had six months off and it fell in perfectly. My contract with EastEnders mm. started in February and I was going straight back into work. So I sort of thought, oh, when else am I going to get to fly? My mum and all and my friends and my kid, first class to Australia. Mm. have the, And yeah. then we can stay there and I'll be out in like a couple of days anyway. So I can stay there. We can go to the hotel. Then we can travel for four weeks. Then I'll come <laughs> back and go straight into work and nobody will really know or remember me. That was what I <laughs> Thought, you know, that was my thinking. And part of that worked. You know, I did come back and go straight into EastEnders and we did stay in and travel. I just, I was in there for the whole time, which was like just over three weeks. So I didn't get mm. that. I got one night in that nice hotel. <laughs> but then we did, we all went traveling around Australia. But Pam was the one. She went, darling, you love adventure. Do you know what? I think just take life by the balls and go. <laughs> and, uh, and so that was, I was like, yeah, I think you might be right. You know, some things, come, and it has it been good or bad for my career? I have absolutely no idea. Would I have been doing more work outside of EastEnders? I don't know. Uh, outside, after the jungle, you know, if I hadn't got, I just don't know. But I think things mm. come in your pathway for a, for a reason, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and I think it must have been for the, the sort of, the things you had said to you on the street <laughs> in real life, it must have been ni- nice to know that you were, the people's person at that time mm. yeah yeah because people yeah people have such a preconceived idea of who you are they really think you're that person you know they as mm. you know they really yeah. do and so um I think that might I mean the fact that I didn't see my daughter my daughter still goes to me when she's been nasty she's like I'm the only reason you oh. won. <laughs> um so you, you know that and that people kind of went holy shit you're not like Janine actually yeah. at all. you know so combination it's nice to strip that back though because other than that the only sort of like I suppose only time you get to break that down is in interviews and stuff and if people don't watch them then but it's so it's watched by so many million crazy isn't it mm. and people would have tuned in Mm. probably just to see whether you were really like Janine or not yeah it's mad because you just don't yeah. think about that when you're there. No, because you're just living it and, and probably trying to embrace the experience as much as possible. Because yeah. like you say, yeah. it's once in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. But totally. to actually win it. I, I always think about flares because I'm really weak stomach, David knows, because if anybody, if we're ever in rehearsals for anything and somebody drops their guts, then I'm like, and I always think of you up there with Joe Swash as like one of the heavers. Oh, I know. I know. You're like running commentary when Ashley was doing, eating her stuff. Like, that was a hard penis. <laughs> You're so tickled me. It really made me laugh. Okay, that's getting clipped for the intro. <laughs> Just Scarlett to bring that up. Uh, I, I am Queen Gaga, you know. Gaga? Is that what you say? I'm Queen, queen Gaga. And, uh, and it was quite a traumatising experience, let me tell you. Oh, I bet. It was tra- me and my mum sit and watch it, and we can't even watch it on the TV. We're like, <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, awful. <laughs> Uh, trooper though because you did it do you know what I mean I don't know how but you did do it you close your mind off to it put it in a box just get on with that shit you can get it done 
Another one for you, sir. But obviously, you have done stuff outside of EastEnders. How easy is it for you to shake off the character of Janine? Because you've played her, you know, since 1999 on and off and stuff. Is it quite easy? Would you have to kind of get into the zone and be like, let's get Janine out of my head and take on these new characters? For me, very easy. For other people to see me as anything other than Janine, more difficult, I think. But no, for me, oh my God, I love playing different characters. I love getting different, you know, that's that's what, that's... That's what we do, isn't it? Play, just create different people. Mm. Um, that's the beauty of the job. And I, I'm I'm really lucky because within Janine's character, she's complex and interesting and wild and, you know, and bad. And But why? It's the, her why. It's what I'm interested in exploring. So within that character, which is why I'm really lucky to go back to it and why it's always appealing to me is, you know, there's lots to explore and there's lots of different assets of of Janine that we don't understand that she probably doesn't understand and so she's getting older it's interesting to look at all of that stuff you know but yeah no you know playing Blanche in Streetcar was huge for me and I went to London actually this is really mad but I went to London as as I didn't I did talk to someone I went and ordered a coffee but I just kind of put myself in her shoes and how she would be feel as a character physical like her, what her physicality might be going down an escalator in a tube and and it's a really interesting way of kind of stepping inside of character so I, I do that. Do you prefer screen acting or stage acting? I mean they both have their their benefits you know there's nothing like being in in a rehearsal room I mean it's excruciating and brilliant all at the same time because it can be really exposing and I'll go I'll, I go I have to remind myself that I go through the same process every single time and you know three weeks and I'll go I haven't got it I haven't got the character I don't know how to do it and and you know and, and go into panic mode and then something kind of will have one rehearsal or do one scene or something will just slot into place um so that journey is really nice and it's really nice to have that time, you know. I never went to drama school, mm-hmm. so I've always I bang on about this all the time, but it's why I Am Pro, which is the online creative learning platform that we've launched, just come about because I always feel like, oh, I don't know enough, I didn't do any Stanislavski, I didn't, you know, I didn't study enough. So for me, theatre has always been like, when I left EastEnders last time, my intention was theatre because I can get into a space where, you know, I feel like I'm really learning, really sort of learning the craft, you know. Um, but TV, you, you can go again and, I don't know, it pays well. <laughs> it's because Scarlett and I as well, we didn't go to drama school and we've done well. We're Good. working. We're back on stage together again later in the what year. What are you doing? Yes, I was so excited in your email. Oh, yeah. So I'm um, shooting something in London oh. at the minute. It's a mini series that a, a bunch of uh, Met film school students Fab. are doing. Um, and the students are absolutely amazing. It's all run like like a real set and everything. And obviously there's a few things of like yeah. COVID and whatnot. But it's been, it's been good fun. I don't, I'm, I find it really weird because they've obviously been taught to do this but us actors are treated a bit like royalty and I'm like I can't deal with this just treat me like a normal person you mean you couldn't demand a trailer (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I'm back there next week um or back there tomorrow actually so maybe I'll be like right where's my fucking hot chocolate (laughs) it is funny though you know you if you're on set wherever you go whatever you do eyes on charlie charlie's coming through yes no i've got it's like you know and that i've also find that very uncomfortable because i'm like oh my god that guy with the boom has been stood there for 12 hours i've been hopping in and hopping off like you sit there for a minute babes (laughs) so you obviously well you've mentioned that you didn't go to drama school we didn't go to drama school but you know that doesn't matter because we're still working. I doubt, I mean, I've had this question a few times from some actors. It comes up when they're like, well, what drama school did you go to? Oh, I didn't. I, st- I studied at university. I studied drama. And they're like, oh, so you didn't train. And it's like, no, I didn't, but I'm still fucking acting. I'm doing the same job as you, so fuck off. I didn't say that. I just go, no, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> oh, do you have any plans to train? No, because I'm doing it. Mm. Yeah. Imagine if someone said that to you, Charlie. Imagine if someone said, oh, you didn't go to drama school. Are you thinking yeah. of doing that? Even though you've done EastEnders <laughs> since 1999. Yeah. I've done all these amazing screen and stage roles and stuff. But I guess this segues marvellously 
into I Am Pro, which is an online drama school that you've co-founded. Um, and you've co-founded it with your yep. brother, Ben, who you mentioned that you wanted to kill earlier, <laughs> and his wife, yeah. Emma, as well. So how did that all come about? What was the idea behind Well, having it? been a child star, my brother... In uh, in his little TV shows, he then went into production. And Emma, his wife, is in, a teacher. So um, mm. because of this, you know, because it can, drama schools can be really elitist, really hard to get into, unaffordable and accessible for so many people. So what I am pro is trying to offer basically is an alternative route. We've got, um, you know, I think it's really important as well whether you have trained to continue practicing the work. You know, the Americans always go to class and do their thing. And and by mm. the way, people that I've spoken to who did go to drama school try have said to me, because I've had this conversation with so many people around my own insecurity about it, I've said, you know, I tried to unlearn everything I learned to get back to what I had before, because it gets so stripped mm. out of you, I think, depending on the drama school. So what we're trying to do is like offer an alternative path in and make it make training from really great people affordable and accessible we've got um, a junior section on there 13 to 17 year olds and then adult and pro professional and, and grad classes with some fantastic coaches that we change up all the time I do monthly mentoring I'm no expert you know my forte is not teaching people how to act because I sometimes I don't know how I do it myself I just do mm. it you know find that quite tricky mm. but what I can do is share experience and create a space where us actors can sit and go right have you done this I've written a letter to so-and-so hold each other accountable we've all got advice for each other and so it's a really sort of inspiring little place to be you know a get seen event where we have cast and director director agent come down and we have you um can have an opportunity to perform in front of them so it's you know finding alternative ways in really mm. what is otherwise very difficult industry so that's our aim that's that's really nice so mm. like I think it shows a lot of integrity because uh, although you've had your own personal successes you you still crave the want to help other people I, I just think that's really something special and, and nice because like do you know what I mean? The Janine thing has followed you and people don't expect you to be a good person. But in actual fact, that is the proof is in the I am pro. <laughs> Listen, I love what I do. I, I love being an actress. I love pretending to be other people. I love reading good writing. Like I have to. So I was reading a play the other day. I was like, I have to say this out mm. loud. I love the mm. impact we can have and the influence it can have on people and people's lives and confidence and all all that sort of stuff. But sometimes it does all feel a bit ridiculous. And it's really, you know, it, as a job. And so it's really nice to do something that has purpose, you know. And one of the benefits of I Am Pro is that it's all online. So you can do it from the comfort you of your can. own home, which is even better because obviously with like a lot of drama schools are all in London. Yeah. And also a lot of the opportunities for actors are in London. And as Scarlett and I are not based in London, then suddenly the prices yeah. hike up when you have to get, because I'm filming in London at the moment. So it's the train fare, it's the tube, mm. it's this and that Although and I do sort else. of think that's no secret, is it? Do you know what I mean? When you, you, you sort no, of, it's not. it's what you, I don't want to say buy into, but then you have to invest in yourself to some degree because like you say, I mean, okay, we've got, BA ons in drama rather than acting or should you take a sort of sub of that and do screen acting or do you know what I mean so I personally I mean I have no regrets and I've sort of faced a fair bit of criticism already of people saying I don't think performing arts degrees are worth our debt for example um yeah and I I actually have no regrets I had a fantastic time we did actually learn Mm. about like where you said you felt you missed out learning about practitioners and stuff Mm. we because it was so such a dichotomy of both practical and theory I read so many plays Mm -hmm. I learned a lot of stuff about practitioners Mm. and their backgrounds and sort of the history of it all and I felt that gave me a lot of grounding and and had I wanted to go on and do a master's at a drama school or something then I'd have felt fully equipped and yeah I had the tools to do that but Mm -hmm. as it turned out I was employed straight out of uni 
which is so fortunate. Mm. And I am really grateful that that, because that gave me my first credit. And so it was just, I was offered the olive branch straight away and, and I've run with that. I don't know. There's things I perhaps haven't had the chance to learn and stuff because I didn't go to drama school. But I do think there's there's an innate thing in somebody like you. Some people are born to act, and yeah. and I don't know. The passion for it drives you. I think it, it doesn't necessarily matter mm-hmm. what credentials you have. For example, child stars. Do you know what I mean? If if you're in EastEnders as a, I mean. Um, is it Tabitha playing your daughter yeah, at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's not. Also called Scarlet. Yes. I, <laughs> um, I remember being, like, I would have been maybe 13, 14 when you named her Scarlet. And I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name. Yeah. Um, which I expect people have actually gone on to name their child Scarlet because you did. And obviously it's so infamous. Whereas I was named after Scarlet O'Hara. So I'm that generation of Scarlet. Right. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, Tabitha, for example, she, she, she's not old enough to have gone to drama school unless she's probably done plenty of performance stuff and through yeah. her childhood. But would she see that as a step backwards with people that get into the industry that early then go off to drama school because surely they've already learned so much but yeah. then may feel mm. like you oh, I didn't get that chance I don't know it's, it's a complex thing yeah. I mean there's no better training ground is there than working on a soap opera because you have to do everything yeah. very quickly have access to emotions very quickly you learn all there is to know about being on a set how to deal with people what people do what job roles are you know it's mm. it's a fantastic training ground and I think I my thing was maybe going back and doing a degree in English literature I don't know and maybe it's the, just the perfectionist coming out in me going well yeah. if I haven't done it properly you know which I learned to let go of very quickly but um I, I think it's a wonderful thing if somebody wants to go back and train and take it, you know, and and do that. Mm. Great, but do they need to? Probably not. Yeah, that's it's just your own mm. personal thing, isn't it? And where you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for your own personal j- journey. And um, there are so many of my friends that haven't trained that have just come up, done national youth theatre, for example, and you mm. learn it all there. You learn so much. I have learned so much just working with other people that wasn't in the textbooks mm. like you yeah. weren't we, we had lecturers and stuff that had been actors themselves for over 20 years and then had started lecturing and had got their doctorate so they had been they had gone back to training I suppose yeah um after having been in it and and that's fine I mean I think as you've said it's it's up to the individual and what they want from life and their particular yeah. journey I think continuing to do the work is really important. Just practicing mm. reading plays, reading them out loud, putting it on its feet, you know, all of that mm. stuff is really important. Mm. I think also for me, what, you know, leaving a soap like that, like you know, there, there are people that have gone, oh, well, you didn't train, you'll never be a serious actress. You've only done that. You, do you know what I mean? It's, wow. it's a certain snobbery that has been around, mm. I think, for sure. So, so that's always sort of got me. Oh, maybe I do need to go back. If I need to be taken seriously, you know, all those stupid yeah. ego voices in the head that tell you what you should be or shouldn't be. And and actually, now I've learned not to listen to that. But it's taken me a while, mm. it's taken me a while to just own yeah. my own shit, you know, and kind of go, well, you know, that's not necessarily true. And but yeah, is that where the name "I Am Pro" came from? As a kind of way of it's almost like you've got to own it yourself and be like, no, I am. Yeah, like that. It's all about the. I think my think it was my brother hilariously I think I owned I think I said in one interview that I'd uh, <laughs> I, I came up with that name and I didn't <laughs> oh, yeah thanks very much great name <laughs> I am is um I was working a lot with someone at the moment it was all about I am and owning who you are and all that sort of stuff you know and um and Ben came up with I, I am pro it's just had a ring to it and you know we want to want to help mm. throw these young people who are young in their careers into um you know getting used to doing the work and opening up possibilities just all about the line I always says a, a pathway to possibility and opportunity really and that's what we're trying to create and just this alternative and and a space for me to go and that you know we have all the online a, a library of on-demand videos so if you do feel like you want to know a little bit about any of the practitioners that's all on there mm-hmm. um and I do some of the live classes, you know, when I'm not working because mm. 
makes me feel good. Makes me, you know, it makes me feel connected to to what I do because I can get lazy. I can get really lazy. I think it's easy to get lazy. So I think I'm definitely guilty of that. We were saying, like what you were saying about um, read lots of plays, say it out loud, carry on practicing. Um, I was definitely guilty of in the lockdowns, obviously, because everything was either anything, any work I had was audio. Yeah. Um, and more often than not, you've got the script sat there in front of you, so you don't have to learn it. Um, and I knew it because I sort of, I think for me, I, if I say something so many times, it's so, it sinks in. Um, but because I hadn't gone through my, my way of learning lines in so long, when we actually next did, so, um, we were both in Abigail's party as Angela and Tony (laughs) felt like I was suddenly out of practice of learning lines and was second guessing myself. And I'm thinking, no, like, this is so not you. If I'm, if I'm in something, I am, for example, I was Angela. As far as I was concerned, Scarlett was on a beach somewhere having a wild <laughs> time and Ange- I, I was Angela. That's just my thinking. Your method. It. So do you take that home with you? Yeah. So I, I can, I feel like I can pick stuff up and drop it as it pleases me. Yeah. But because I had got out of the habit of that, I was suddenly, I was sat there as Ange, but I was in Scarlett's brain thinking yeah. about how I'd learned the lines and how it was different to how I previously had. And like I say, I was doubting myself and that's it's a dangerous thing, but it's right. that getting out of practice. You have to keep on. And I've learned that the hard way most recently mm. because of COVID. And I'm sure other actors have had the same experience because it was so, it felt like such a hiatus. Doubting ourselves a little fucker, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I can ignore that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't believe for a second, like straight up, you're a liar. If you reckon you don't, you've either got such an inflated ego that like you might float off. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, you know, I think living in a bit of uncertainty and self-doubt is, you know, mm. it's very vulnerable and honest and open way to be, but it can mm. be. I think if people say they haven't got it, yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, you're liar. Liars. But um, going back to EastEnders, uh, in June or whenever it was last year was, you know, I was out of practice learning those lines. Yeah, mm. of course. That was intense. Even I'm if sure. you have a two week holiday, you know, it takes a minute mm. to go back and kind of and to get into the character again, actually, you know, and adapt, find her voice again. Mm. Yeah. But it's, it's a muscle. It's a muscle we need to train. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Another one for you, miss. So with I Am Pro, obviously it, the idea behind it is absolutely brilliant and this idea of, you know, owning it and everything. How did it, how did you guys manage to put it all together? And also you've got, a, you know, a team of, you know, a really good team as well of people and professionals um, from all areas of the industry. How did you gather them together to a lot of work? By the, by the looks on your face, a lot of work. Begging. <laughs> It's utilizing all the people that I have worked with, finding people that are comfortable teaching. Some actors who are fantastic actors are not comfortable teaching online or, you know, doing masterclasses or stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just constantly keeping our ear to the ground to find the right coaches for the right bit of the platform, really. And this idea came before COVID. So Mm. nobody was online doing this. There There was only masterclass that had a similar kind of um, setup to what we were thinking. Because in my head, it was just initially an online um, a library of on-demand videos where you could just get little ta- hour, hour and a half sessions broken into 10-minute segments because mm. we think very quickly. We haven't got patience. So if we do it in 10 minutes, you know, everyone can do their 10 minutes a day. But it's been mad. We've, everybody went online in COVID. We, we got investment that has helped us fund it to put it all together and um, and – and now it's, you know, shapeshifted slightly and we are having live classes and we've got all the fantastic extra events that go with it. So I think that's actually what really makes it, you know, um, stand out from the, re- the the a lot of other online drama school stuff. Mm. It's mm. the master classes and the get seen events that we're offering. And of course, the mentoring with me, with yours truly. I don't know if you got anything <laughs> out of it, but I'm there first Sunday of every month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I suppose when everything turned to shit 
and the world set alight. Um, I bet you were like, we've got the golden egg. Like, we're almost already equipped for this because nobody's yeah. going to be able to go to drama school in the conventional way. Mm. Um, so, but then... Likewise, you've then had to tackle the fact that so many other things have been brought online, so it's a, such a bigger pool of competition. But it's brilliant. You know, I think people should be exposed to all different types of training and explore everything that's out there. And, you know, there's enough space for everyone in this. Mm. I, think. Um, I think if we'd have got out a tiny bit earlier <laughs> than we did, because we started very organically. We were just on Facebook and Instagram, you know, mm. and kind of I was doing little mini tutorials and creating a bit of a community and... And I, I love sort of helping to inspire young kids. And, and and we've got a scholarship page on there as well, which um, for those that can't afford it, because that's really important to me as well, we can means test young people and um, or older people. And uh, and they can, you know, uh, get scholarships for IAM Pro. And, and we're, we're trying to keep it as cost effective as possible. Mm. There are lots of people out there that are rinsing, you, you know, young young. I keep saying young, we've got so many people in their 30s on our platform as well mm. that charge an obscene amount of money for not a great deal of good work. So we're yeah. trying to really manage that. I think that's brilliant, the fact that you are making it accessible, particularly in the cost side of things, because unfortunately being an actor is very expensive because to apply for jobs on like Spotlight and Mandy, you have to pay. You have to pay, well, not so much with COVID and everything, but if you live outside of London, you have to pay to get to auditions. You have to pay for a lot yeah. of things. So and yeah. obviously at drama school is a lot of money part yeah. of the reason I didn't go was because my parents paid my tuition for university if I were then to come up to them and go hey how about paying three times that much for me to do more acting in London maybe you got some more no okay <laughs> uh, so the fact that you can do this online as well means that you can just do it from comfort in your home you can do it in your pants if you want to don't <laughs> but the option's there <laughs> <laughs> whatever makes you comfortable yeah sets you free <laughs> let's get these jeans off as if we don't all do it <laughs> i've got my jammies on <laughs> nice. i rate that <laughs> it was too early for clothes <laughs> speak for yourself i'm wearing nice trousers for this i mean they're covered in dog hair but oh, well done you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking show off <laughs> what dog have you got uh, I've got, well, she's a bit of like a baker's dozen. She's a combination oh. of about 18 or 19 different breeds, but she's a rescue from Romania called Gia and she's lovely. She is really lovely. I'm not, I am a dog person, but yeah. so long as they're well behaved and Gia ticks those boxes. <laughs> Gia became, so um, just very quickly, like we, uh, I was producing uh, my play and my girlfriend was also producing and was in it. And we didn't have time to get a dog sitter or money to get a dog sitter. So we brought her to rehearsals for our show. She became a rehearsal room dog. Amazing. Um, which was brilliant. And then I brought her along for the rehearsals for Abigail's party. And now, um, if you want to find her on Instagram, it's Gia, the rehearsal room dog. And honestly, <laughs> having a dog in rehearsals is the best thing ever. Oh, my God. It's just brilliant on so many different levels. They are. Mm. They keep everybody present. And it's, yeah, I think it's a really good thing. The school my daughter goes to, they've got loads of dogs all over the mm. place. All dogs. It's great. Is your daughter in the business? She's 17 and yes, she wants to be an actress and she is a drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> From the best. <laughs> yeah, no, she's, she's a very lovely actress. I don't want to say surprise me because that sounds awful, but every time when I see her on stage in her school productions, I always sort of go, whew. Holy shit, God, she really like hold that audience. Mm. Amazing. And I suppose you having you as a mum, you sort of faced that is your biggest critic in she doesn't listen to the fucking word I say. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, there must be an element of her. I don't believe for a second that she's not like, hmm, what did mum think? Because if you thought she was naff, you'd you'd have to be honest, because just be a waste of her time and anybody else's so it must be so awkward can you imagine mm. because there must be a lot of people that are already in the business and have had great success and their kids want to sort of um follow their footsteps yeah. and maybe they just aren't cut out for it yeah. but how can you break your child's heart by telling them that that's a yeah. 
I mean, I think just, oh, I don't know. It's a really tricky one. I'm just fully supportive. And I and they figure it out. You know, they figure mm. out where their talents lie. I think yeah. you can trust that. That's Last Orders at the Bar, please. Last Orders at the Bar. So that's an episode. Charlie, thank you so much for coming on. This has been an absolute blast. It's been amazing to thank talk to you. Thank you. It's been really nice to chat. I could carry on chatting for ages. Absolutely. We've got, it, that is the hard thing. We have so much we want to know more about. It's really been great chatting to you. But thank of you. course, if people want to find out more, where can they go to find out about I Am Pro? How can they sign up to that? Uh, you can check us out at www.iampro.com or just type in I Am Pro to Google and it will come up and you can have a look and see what we're all about. We've got our Insta as well, which is just I Am Pro at I Am Pro. So maybe see you on there. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people want to find you, well, they can easily find you by going on uh, BBC One on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays uh, and watching on EastEnders. Uh, But also, where can they find you on social media? Oh, now there's a good question. Um, (laughs) My my Instagram, I think, is charlie underscore brooks underscore kiss kiss. It is, yes. (laughs) Listen, you can Google, Google Charlie, you'll, you'll find her on there yeah that felt really funny (laughs) (laughs) um but yes i imagine we'll still be seeing you on our screens on eastenders for the foreseeable although you did mention something about reading a play so does that mean we're seeing you on stage sometime soon maybe who knows (laughs) no not at the moment oh i'm always reading plays i've got a stack of them here no i just read them because i like them but um who knows in the future i'm there for you know for a while so this is the question I do have to ask. I imagine you can't say anything, but I know that Danny Dyer has announced that he's planning on leaving. You have a storyline with Danny Dyer at the moment. Have you filmed any scenes, I don't know, at the top of a large hill or at the edge of a cliff or on a ledge at all, maybe? Just wondering. No, nope, can't say. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much, Charlie. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you as well to reaching out and asking to to come on. You didn't really need to ask. You could have just turned up and we'd be like, yep, absolutely, 100%. (laughs) It's been really good to talk to you both. And you. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. What are you two still doing here? Go on, sling your hook. See you later, Davey boy. See you later, Scarlotta. We'd like to give a massive thanks to Rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Siggers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation.